Ackerman City, home to the prestigious Ackerman University, glistening Vantage Hill, upscale Glittering Heights, and the bustling Factory Harbor. It's also home to Rhiannon Barlow, known by some as Nyx, the superhero who chooses to defend this great place against the deeds of those who mean its inhabitants harm. But will she be able to succeed in her mission, or will the villains of Ackerman City lead to her downfall? Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Tumblr at at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon where you can support us at, you've guessed it, patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Today we're playing Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. For those of you who are new to this game, well, how about we let Jeff tell you? Anyone Can Wear the Mask is a role-playing game for one to three players about a superhero, a supervillain, and the city that they share. Throughout play, you record the adventures of a great hero as they defend their city, they stand up to those in power, and eventually confront a terrible nemesis. You'll draw maps, roll dice, pull cards from a deck, and make a living record of the city, its people, and the person chosen to defend them. I am Jeff Stormer. You can find me on Twitter at Party of One Pod. You can find all of my work at JeffStormer.com, and my pronouns are he and his. Playing with me today, we have... I'm Jade. You can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose, and I use they, them pronouns. And we have, lastly, Zach. Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God. Uh, in a lot of other places, it's Zachary Olson or Zachary Olson Presents. Uh, you can find my work, uh, writing work in a couple different places and in more places going forward. And the music I make for the show at IamBugBear.BandCamp.com. My pronouns are he, his. Our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing, but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. Let's rock and roll. Thank you. 
to rock and roll. Um, and before we do the world building, Zach, I would love if you could read this dope bit of text from the game just to, to set the mood. Sure. This is an imaginary story, which may never happen, but which then again may, about someone with great power who chose to use that power only for the good of all. It tells of their final triumph, their ultimate showdown with their great and terrible adversary, and of the city that believed in them, and of the people they saved, and the people they couldn't. We tell their story and celebrate their successes, knowing they are only a myth. There is no superpowered hero coming to save us. We have only our city. We have only ourselves. We must be our own heroes. This story is an imaginary story, but it doesn't have to be. That's a good bit of text, if I may say so myself. That's good. That's good text. Good fucking inc- great writing. I love the I love the shape of it. I love the way that it like looks kind of like a like a shield or a or a bat or something. That was a that was a very intentional thing. Thank you for noticing that. I feel very happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did a, I did a similar thing in a a book that I wrote that I still need to make a last draft of where there's a there's a bit of writing at the beginning of that's shaped like a sword. That's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Um, do we want to, before we uh, build our hero and our city and uh, figure out some stuff about the villain, do we want to quickly check in about tone? Like what vibe we want to go for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we going hardcore? Are we going like uh, Saturday morning cartoon? Those are the, those are the, uh... <laughs> it's, it's. Those are the two extremes I feel like. It's, yeah, it's Spidey yeah. and his, his amazing friends or the boys. <laughs> And then we can somewhere between those two, we can we can lodge our uh, our our our, our uh, flag. I mean, I'm happy to leave the lose someone. Uh, I'm happy to keep that in play, um, and have the hero be like fallible and mm-hmm. fail to sure. save people yep. if people are, are down with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. All right. Um, the one piece of tone, uh, you mentioned, so Zach, you name dropped something that made me want to, uh, call out like a specific tonal thing. And also we were talking about like superhero media that is like important to us. And there is like a superhero thing that I am engaging with right now that, um, in part has led to the most virulent, I have not watched the show, but I will forever carry a grudge against it, hatred of the boys that will ever exist. Oh, my. Um, okay. I've been watching The Tick uh, in the last week. I okay. the, I am admitted, like, uh, this is a thing that I, I am sharing with people that, like, I am a lifelong super fan of the, of the Tick and the Tick universe. From the comics mm-hmm. to the animated series in the 90s to the one season Patrick Warburton show to the Amazon Prime show. I mm-hmm. It is a thing that is immensely important to me uh, as I am realizing watching this new iteration. And there is something about it that like tonally just speaks to me. I think I think the I think Venture Brothers lives in a similar place of like Oh yeah. a certain space of like this is this is a world that is kind of silly and funny but like mm-hmm. the stakes are real but there is a sense of 
it recognize you know it's recognize it's the mix of like recognizing the absurdity of it all but also like taking everything deathly seriously that is i think like, where i want to live i okay. like that like a loving parody yeah as opposed to a, a biting satire yeah, it's, it's like, it's not making fun of it. It's just sort of like, yeah, we live in a ridiculous situation. Yeah, the fact it's... that somebody can do this is bizarre, but people still die. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of where my, my, my heart lives and where, like, I think I'm in uh, in this episode. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jeff, if you haven't seen the TV show The Middleman, you need to. The middle, I'm, putting, I'm marking it down. It was a very strange little show, very earnest. Um, and the very premise is like sometimes you just need a middleman, and it's like the people that you go. It's not superhero people, but it's got it's weird science mm-hmm. kind of vibes, mm-hmm. and it's very fun. Um, and so few people seem to have seen it, so I recommend it to people who I know are going to vibe. I'm, I'm writing it um, down. Excellent. Um, all right. <sighs> With our tone sort of safely established, uh, we've covered lines and veils. The X card is in play. Uh, we'll just like flag it in our chat if needed. Um, so I guess we can move on to origin stories. Um, so we're going to meet our three main characters, the hero, the villain, and the city. Uh, we've decided on who's going to play which role. And now we're going to do a bit of like brainstorming together to get to know these characters and what they are capable of. Mm-hmm. So um, we will start. I always recommend that we start building the city because it helps us kind of know what the what the 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 place that the hero is defending because like you kind of it it feeds into that. So, let's talk through making the city. The city is well everyone. It is ordinary people, extraordinary people, heroes, villains, people trying to live their lives, people in danger. Taken together, it is the uh, I am playing the city that the hero protects and the city that gives the hero their strength. I'm going to draw cards to determine locations where the story takes place. I'm going to name the people that live there. I'm going to keep a running list of the people the hero saves and and then uh, play the ordinary people that the hero interacts with. So, how large is the city? And the phrase city is used extremely loosely here. It can be everything from a small town to the entire multiverse. If you imagine something like... uh, you know, like your Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns are a Thor. Like Thor, like the Nine Worlds is very much a city for is the city that Thor defends. So like mm-hmm. it can be whatever we want. If given that the 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 sort of like tonal the, the reference points that we have been talking about, I think somewhere between a bustling borough and like a metropolis, like a modestly to largely sized city is what's mm-hmm. in my head. How do you both feel about that? That's a vibe. I, I, I love like it. I love a small city. I ran a long, um, like a 50-some issue, uh, issue session mask saying that took place almost entirely in Cleveland. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of mid-sized city. Mid-sized city feels good. I, 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 I like it being large enough that it is, you know, uh, whiz-bang, for lack of a better way to put it. It's got a skyline. It's got a skyline, but it's not so much that it is, like, globally important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an energy to that that I think is very compelling to me. So, mm-hmm. um, now we're – and the other part of making the city is uh, we'll name it when we name it, but, like, the four major sections of the city. These can be boroughs. These can be, like, neighborhoods. What are the things that, like, in your head a city particularly of this size – 
should have or what kind of what 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 uh what play sets in the playground are exciting for you to play with like what's the vibe like what's <laughs> what pops into your head when you think modestly sized city uh whew. i mean suburbs like kind of at the ed- at the mm-hmm. outskirts of the city um like you know one one direction it, it becomes uh more spread out but still affluent mhm I I like affluent I like an affluent suburbs I like kind of a, a shitty rich people neighborhood for lack of a better way to put it like yeah. there's an energy to that that is uh, I hate it but I enjoy it like you know you love to hate it yeah that feels really and good there is also like even with if the the lowest sense stuff that notion that people with money don't live in the center of city anymore yeah is that. Mm-hmm vibe just like oh well if if you're anybody who's anybody if you've got money you don't live in the city right yeah, yeah you live in you live in glitter springs glitter springs uh, a, a, oh a 20 minute drive out of the city center glitter springs is very good and i'm writing down glitter springs i don't know if that's a real suburb or you're just naming it but like i'm going with glitter springs i, I was like thinking like uh i can't even think of it because my brain is blank but in like back to the future like the suburbs mm. kind of are like two pines and all that one pine mm-hmm. spoilers for back to the future i guess <laughs> yeah it's where the good it's where the good shopping mall is i would like i'm trying to think about like what what pops to me in a city what are the details in a city that really like hook me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i gotta have docks i gotta have i gotta have some shifty docks Mm. Shifty docks are a good one. Yeah. We love docks. Like a fully like industrial part of town where you got big warehouses on the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. It's it's it, I was okay. Maybe we're in California. Mm. Oh um, my god. <laughs> uh yeah, not you know, not in the big the you know, the big things. We're not in San Francisco or Los Angeles, but like some stretch between the two where a mid-sized city along the coast where we've got a pretty good dock. Maybe I'm writing down factory Harbor. I think factory Harbor is mm. a good name. Factory Harbors. Yeah. Mm, like that. Um, there's a lot of, okay, I'm going to throw something out there. So there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, exploration done of of southern california with like oh these are like the cartels are smuggling stuff along across the water from the from the south what if we were in northern california and they were smuggling it south from from canada i think northern california i think northern california like especially we were describing this sort of like uh as we were describing this kind of affluent neighborhood there's an energy to sections of northern california which is like it it kind of has that slightly more like like um the the divide that i've seen described and that i i've seen in my few visits my handful of visits to california like it's kind of like like that seattle-ish energy where it's like a little bit um more pre- there's a pretentiousness almost that that pops mm-hmm. into my head i don't know if that's entirely accurate if you live in northern california please don't at me but like, <laughs> like I get kind of a Seattleish vibe when I'm picturing like the things that we're marking down a little bit, which I think is compelling sure. to me. I love sure. the like, the notion of the Seattle of California is incredible and powerful. Mm-hmm. That feels good, and I want to run with it a little bit. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, to that end, I really like the idea of like an artsy downtown sort of district, like where the mm-hmm. students hang out, where you've got like they're trying to make they're trying to make fetch happen, but it's like this is where they're trying to create a vibe. Like, oh, if you visit this city, you've got to go downtown. Is That's it? Where mm-hmm. the... Do they call it the vibe? Mm. Yes, I think given the tone that we've established, yes. I think we do. Like, maybe, like, city government is like, please stop calling it the vibe. Yeah, it's not an official name. It's just what the yeah, artists... Yeah, everyone calls it the vibe. What the artists in yeah. the vibe call it is the vibe. Yeah. Listen, we somebody gave us a lot of money to name this district after their family, and you keep calling it the vibe. Yes. <laughs> and we're afraid they'll take their money back. <laughs> they won't, but we're afraid of it. Love it. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. So they're and and thus they're, they're, this is like a university town, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always like there being a university town because uh, a university or like a big enough college because that sort of life. But also, it's always feels like a way that people can get money in and people can. It's how we get people to come to the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, especially if this is like a newer town in the grand scheme of things, like. It doesn't have like a vast history. Maybe it's like been here, I don't know, 70 odd years. Mm-hmm. Like somebody moved out here, like maybe like post world, if we were setting it sort of in the nearish, like in the immediate future of now, like post World War Two. Mm-hmm. Somebody, some rich person was like, I'm going to build a town like mm-hmm. my granddaddy did. <laughs> it's like your granddaddy built nothing. Shut up. I'm building a town. <laughs> I like that. I really like that a lot. And so, yeah, I think a university is good. And that's our four sections. I'll, I got to think of a town name, but oh god, that'll that'll come to me. Mm-hmm. What if it is? If it was built by somebody as an ego thing, like to say, I have built something. I have created a legacy for myself. I'm going. I'm going with Ackerman City. Ackerman City, okay. nice. And then it's Ackerman University. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh my god, it's AU. Fucking mm. <laughs> good. delicious. That delicious. feels good. We, we, we backed into it, but it feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FTL then, is based in the, the roots of FTL are in AUs. So it's it feels very good. good. Feels good. That, mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, uh, uh, sometimes you sometimes you back into the right answer. Sometimes you, you, mm-hmm. sometimes you, uh, you, you land there without planning it, but I'm glad that we got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fantastic all right so we got we got the the suburbs we got the museum not museum like the school area uh mm-hmm. the shifty docks mm-hmm. we got we need one more um right uh well we've got i think we, i think that's all four and or wait are we saying that are we saying ackerman and the vibe are different are the same location or different Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the the the, the arts district had oh, okay. like grown up around yeah. the. Got university. it. Okay, got it. Then yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, then we do have one more. What do we want vibe wise? If we've got like industrial, we've got like, we've got suburbs. We've got, we've got industrial. We've got artsy and university. Uh, probably like a financial district, maybe. Yeah, something like the the in the in the city part that's like really um and I. I'm thinking tech. I'm thinking tech mm. is. A, I'm thinking oh, yeah. like 
if we're going west coast we're going we're going you know i'm mm. thinking tech is like a big thing mm-hmm. you know no, kind like of silicon valley expats yeah <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, this is the new. This is the new. All those guys, all those venture capitalists in, in Silicon Valley—they're stupid. We're the real tech uh, bleeding edge here. Why would you want to be in a valley? We're on a hill, so we can see what's going on. We can see the future. We can see what's coming. I hate everybody in this area already. <laughs> Ooh, what if they call themselves Vantage? Ooh, Vantage Hill. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Vantage um, Hill, because or... it's also a little bit redundant, and like you kind of you kind of hear it, and you're like, that doesn't, you don't need to say that twice. It kind of is employed, and they're like, that's that's then like they just they do not, they don't get it. Yeah, they don't no, get I mean, it. it... <laughs> um, but but like, like the company could also be like Vantage Technologies. That feels good. That feels good. And it could be like a chicken and the egg. Like that's the hill, and also the company name is like, did you? You buy the hill, or did you name yourself after the hill? What about if like one of Ackerman's like grandkids is like the founder? That feels. Oh yeah, this is this is a dynasty town. There's like one of them's the headmaster of the university, and a different one is a CEO. Which is great, because especially especially if like the founder of the town is still kicking back somewhere in town as well. He's like not dead. Yeah, it's it's a new enough town that like. That the like that first generation is still might be like in a might might not be doing great. Maybe it's I don't know. We don't know mm-hmm. what the tech situation mm-hmm. is like, but I do like that. Mm-hmm. Like it is an old enough town that the founders of that community can see what it has become and have opinions on. Yeah, and like they mm-hmm. get wheeled out at Founders Day. Maybe they don't mm-hmm. get much of a say otherwise, um, because you know ungrateful children and grandchildren. But they will wheel out the founder. That feels mm-hmm. great. That feels great. All right, and so that's our city. That's Ackerman City. So with that, now that we know the city, we get to know the person who is defending it, which means that we move on to our hero. Um, we have a series of questions. Um, Jade, talk to us about what the hero does. Okay, so I was thinking a lot about the vibe that I wanted for a hero, and I hit on the notion of how darkness and shadows are always seen as a really negative thing and tend to have that association and i really liked the idea of somebody whose power set is based around working from the shadows and darkness Mm -hmm. but like show like the darkness is one of the first things we learn to be scared of uh Mm -hmm. we're sort of born with it and just the notion of yeah i know the darkness is scary but also i'm here and you don't have to be scared because i am in the darkness with you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like that so I think in in the same way that uh, Ackerman City is somewhere between a borough and a major metropolis, I think this is somewhere between friendly neighborhood hero and gifted with a great power. It's gifted with some power. <laughs> I like that. I really, really like that. Okay. So we've got, we kind of have the idea. So talk to me a little bit about like, you know, we've got your, your power level. Where do your powers come from? Science, magic, technology, ancestry, who knows, powers, what powers. Talk to me about like where, talk to me about like where your powers, uh, where you're getting your powers from. Uh, it, they are from the dark side of the moon. Dark side of the moon is a very good answer. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I should have asked if I can swear. 
Oh, no, oh yeah, no. I'll, fa- I'll follow the leader. The F in FTL also stands for fuck. Am I allowed to fuck? Swear? Fuck the leader. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we now, so like, it's, the... it's sort of magic, but like, mm-hmm. it is ma- more magical in vibe. I was gonna say like, originally I was thinking like moon based stuff, and I wanted to move away from Moon Knight. Um, but that sort of like some kind of entity did bestow this on this hero. I love that. I really, really love that. So talk to me about like what those powers look like. Like, like obviously we're going to color in some of this in play when we see, um, Mm -hmm. your hero, like saving people, but like what, what, what's the general vibe of like the actual powers themselves? The way I sort of like the brighter the light, the darker the shadows, like the ability to move between spots of shadow so there's a lot of like extinguishing lights and anywhere it is dark they can show up Mm. it's literally like moving through shadows and the manipulating of them as if it's a physical thing we've seen like people that can manipulate water or fire but the idea of like hard light but make it hard shadow i like that that's sick that's really sick oh yeah and so um, our final question, um, beyond, I guess, character name and pronouns, is how do you help your city? This will determine your character's strong suit, at which point we kind of revisit our neighborhoods to sort of flesh out where your character's sort of stomping grounds are. Are you the shield of the people protecting them so they can thrive? Are you the icon that they look to for inspiration? Are you a smiling face and friend to those who need it? Or are you the Dark Knight avenging the injustice that they suffer? It feels more like hearts, like more like being a like a smiling face. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of being the shield because like people feel scared at night and it's like knowing that this person is out there, but it is more being a friend, I think, than because I don't imagine them being super strong, like a little bit hardier than most, but like not like super strength, super speed. So more of a daredevil. I suppose, in terms of, like, physical acumen. Like, trained, but not... Okay, I love that. I like that. Okay. That feels like... Okay, I, I, that, that feels good. I like this. I like this. So, we've got a picture of our characters, or we've got a picture of, of, of the, the, the aesthetic of our hero. You've got four neighborhoods in front of you. You've got Glitter Springs, Factory Harbor, The Vibe, and Vantage Hill. Which of these four neighborhoods are the one that your your character is most likely to be seen in? They're most likely to be comfortable in. Where do people know your hero? What's your what's your sort of base of operations? It's got to be the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so that means that whenever we draw a heart, we're in the vibe. Mm-hmm. Sick. What's the other neighborhood that you frequent regularly that we see right that we see your hero in regularly, but maybe not as much as the vibe? I mm, see part of me wants it to be the docks because I think they're more comfortable there and maybe it's sort of like mm, I am not a white collar crime person really mm-hmm. and also they get really weird if I keep showing up <laughs> too much light as well like they always have like the lights blazing like fucking Elon Musk with his stupid big X yep like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, like I, the notion that it's a little bit too bright there all the time for me to comfortably work. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. Who doesn't like the docks? The docks. Got it. Okay. So then, um, sorry, factory harbor. 
Factory Harbor, got it. So um, that means that whenever we draw a diamond, we're in Factory Harbor, which means that whenever we draw a club or spade, we're in our other two neighborhoods. I'm just going to assign them at random and say when we're in the when we have a club, we're in Glitter Springs, and when we have spades, we are in Vantage Hill. Um, I'll all explain right. all of what this means, but it basically just means that you are at more and more of a disadvantage the further outside of your base of operations that you get. Mm-hmm. Love that. And finally, what is sure. the name of your hero and their pronouns? Okay, so uh, pronouns she, they. Hero alias is Nix and YX. Love it. Um, come on. I just sent to you the visual I made up in uh, Hero Forge earlier today. Oh, that's sick. That's cool looking. I like that. That's a good aesthetic. Um, I need to scramble to think of her civilian name. Um, but when she's not like kicking ass, uh, she runs like a rock climbing, like an indoor rock climbing center. Mm. Um, handy reason for why one per- a person might always be covered in bruises, but it's also like empowerment, like yeah, people climbing and just like being generally sort of pretty fit and healthy. Side so. note: Did they finally add domino masks to Hero Forge? Yeah, they did. They, they did. got oh. proper superhero shit. Oh. My life has been changed forever. Yeah, just, yeah, just a couple pieces of, of super specific superhero stuff. Yeah. But now that they have a couple, you can mix them with the existing yeah. like, sci-fi yep. and yep. fantasy nope. stuff. That's oh. the I've been waiting so long for them to just have domino mm-hmm. masks. My life has been changed. Yeah, right. This is a, There's you, two. There's one that's considered the superhero mask and one that's considered the super stealth mask. This is this is you're, you're you're hearing me process things in real time. <laughs> I was not ready um, for this. Okay. Okay, uh, one little detail I just want to say because of what we're going into next, and Zach can use this however we want. Uh, Nyx uh, does have a scar that runs from, like, forehead down through one eye and through their lips, like, almost down to the chin that looks mm-hmm. like a lightning, like a, li- like a little bit like a Lichtenberg scar, a little bit like a flash of lightning. So... Okay. Because it's cool. And also because, like, darkness being the good and light and lightning being the bad is fun for me. Mm-hmm. That feels also because I know Zach likes characters that have a lot of, like, fun, like, fire or brightness to them. So I came to play. I do love an evil, bright thing. We have got, we have established this. Like, brightness being bad is fun. Mm. So. Well, speaking of Zach... Um, <gasps> Zach, you're going to be playing the villain. You're here to destroy. It's Maybe it's because you crave power. Maybe it's out of spite. Maybe it's part of a larger plan, but this city has to burn and you're going to be the one that does it. Mm-hmm. Here's how this is going to, here's how your character creation works. Yours is a little bit different than everyone else's. Um, name, um, how yours works, because the ultimate villain's true form and identity remain a mystery for now, revealed in full during the downfall, which will come sort of later in our game. But for mm-hmm. now, you're going to make a quick list of the threats a hero could face. Brain, you know, you can also come up with these during play. These can be very broad, super villains, natural disasters, extremely specifics, named villains mm-hmm. or runaway train cars or anything in between. They can be anything from world-threatening catastrophes like a meteor is headed to Earth, vile acts of villainy like someone is poisoned the water supply, or mundane threats the hero has to face during their day-to-day life like they've got a deadline. Um, the way that, they, that you're going to do that is you have a list f- numbered from 2 to 10. Mm-hmm. Write down any number of them. It doesn't need to be the entire list. You can come up with them during play. 
But like write down any number of threats you you write, you're going to assign a number from two to ten to them. And then that way, when we draw cards during play, you'll look at that number, you'll compare it during your list and either write and either when you make up a threat associated with that number, or if you already have a threat associated with that number, it allows you to say, okay, this is a two. Every time a two comes up, a natural disaster has occurred. That's the thing that's happening. This also means that like we are going to see the same threats reoccur across different parts of the city to create a sense mm-hmm. of like villains returning and nat and like regular crises happening again and again. All of that is mm-hmm. stuff that you're you flesh out. Like I said, you can flesh out some of it now and leave some blank. You can leave all of them blank, or you can fill out the whole dang list right now. Okay, I I've got some things percolating. Uh, should I say any of them now, or as I'm writing them, or should I leave them for? Up to you. When we up to you. I want to hear them if you've got a couple. So okay, so one I just wrote down uh, is is floodlights being installed for public safety. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, Vantage Technologies is, you know, they're being part of the dynasty of the city. They are like, oh well, you know, we've got our we've got enormous grants that we've given to the police and the fire department and and uh, just the city's uh, emergency services, and so they're like constantly coming up with with new ways to um, kind of leverage that influence. Um, I don't know if they're like wholly a, an evil super science kind of thing, or if they're just like. This is our town, and it's our town. Um, mm-hmm. Our town possessive rather than our town protective. Sure. Um, so that's one. Um, hmm. And and so these threats don't necessarily all need to be from like directly from the villain. Correct. And they- it's like the, these. Are, this is just. I'm like kind of in a medicine. Like just presenting here's a bunch of shit that you're gonna have to do yeah and like my 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 go-to uh my go-to media example is always spider-man if the grand villain is norman osborne the green goblin your Mm -hmm. your individual numbered threats might be that mysterio is trying to is trying to rob something um Mm -hmm. peeling back the curtain a big design thing um a big like source of inspiration for this game is uh, the PlayStation 2 video game Spider-Man 2, based on the film Spider-Man 2. Um, okay. One yeah. of the... All, more younger people might associate this with the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man, but I am old, and therefore my reference points are old. Uh, oh, yeah. But, like... You and me both, Jeff. Me and you both. <laughs> I remember the pizza theme. But the... Uh, you remember catching balloons? You remember... Uh, I do. So and like there, the um, one of the big reference points for this game, and one of the big things that really like ins- like make I always think of when I think about like numbered threats and them coming up in different neighborhoods is the Mysterio subplot in the PlayStation Two Spider Man game, where mm-hmm. he is a level boss, where like he has this grand plan and you have to go through an entire like obstacle course of illusion to get to him, and then he shows up later trying to rob a bodega. <laughs> and you just punch him in the face once. Like, that's kind of the vibe where it's like the grand villain of the game might be the Green Goblin and might be whatever mm-hmm. Norman Osborn's, like, master plan is. 
your three your three might be Mysterio has showed up to rob something and how that looks different in the different neighborhoods of the city. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied to like the grand plot of it all. It, like you said, meta sense, it is very much just this is the shit the hero is going to deal with on an issue to issue basis while the big villain plot builds in the background. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I've, let me, let me just, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to write, try to write five, uh, and then the other five I'll just come up with off the dome. That sounds great. Uh, I should have been, I should have read them as we've been talking, but I it's all was good. listening. It's all good. Do we think this is a world where henchmen is a job like in Venture Bros? God, yes. I, I do. I do love a good henchman as career. Yeah. Also, like, I'm a big fan of uh, TikTok creator, the Panda Red, and his Bob the Henchman, like, miniseries is just great. Just mm-hmm. a jobbing henchman in Gotham uh, mm-hmm. who just, like, knows, like, no, don't do that there. Just, like, don't overstep that. It's just, I love a good hench person. Makes me I happy. mean, mm-hmm. hench, hench for life. Mm-hmm. I also, I think that's a, a Terry Pratchett influence as well. Um, God, a Terry Pratchett superhero story. That's my time. That's my goal. <laughs> that's my life goal. How do Terry I? Terry Pratchett. <laughs> um, while Zach is uh, coming up with some threats, uh, Nix's human, I say human, civilian identity is Rhiannon Barlow. Uh, yes, she took her name from the Fleetwood Mac song. What's it to you? Um, Transfirm. And she runs the Terror Climbing and Bouldering Center. I love so. it. I love it dearly. Oh, I suppose for the listening audience, I should describe the visual <laughs> I created. Uh, oh, yeah. So... You did just show it to us. Yeah, right, right. Now, that in retrospect, us all just going... This looks cool, and then uh, realizing that this is an audio medium. <laughs> yep, we've been co- been podcasting for years. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so the hero outfit is your sort of typical super suit, but like slim, very sort of mildly armored. It's when I, after I designed it, it's very um, some versions of Catwoman. You'd see that, and it's sort of like the grayish color of the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. Catwoman. Um, but there's clearly like some kind of like um, armor in there, but more like you might see in like bicycle cycle, like cycling protective gear or like roller derby wear, just like inbuilt padding, but not like a lot of it. And there is uh, a black domino mask. And a full cowl that comes up and over the head. And uh, black lipstick, because yes, uh, carries a... (laughs) Yes. Um, And uh, I like like the Tonfa, like Billy Clubs kind of a vibe. Um, Just doesn't use like um, ballistic weaponry or anything like that. Uh, In like civilian mode, uh, she's like a tall... Um, athletic build, uh, dyed like peachy, washed out sort of peachy, orangey, pinky hair, a couple of ear piercings, uh, a jock, lots of freckles, uh, dark eyes, and um, as I mentioned, the the lightning scar uh, that runs down the face. You know, like an actual lightning bolt shaped scar mm-hmm. would look like. Come at me. So... But yeah, I love the notion of somebody that dresses like it's laundry day most of the time because, like, if you if you like are in and out of climbing harnesses and everything, 
why would you bother? But I think she like came to Ackerman City University and stayed. She's not like born here. So sure. and, may, and maybe the meeting of the uh the of the deity that lives on the dark side of the moon. Who knows? That happened while here. So Yeah, there's like uh this is this magic vibes or like just a cosmic entity has granted you power? To be honest, it's one of those things where I don't want to look it to a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you fall asleep outside underneath a new moon and then you wake up and you can do weird shit with shadows and there was a really beautiful person talking to you in your dream. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because of who I am as a person, just like, what was that? I don't know. She was beautiful. I love it. Like, okay. I talked to God. What was she like? Yeah, kind. Like, that kind of vibe. Just like, was she hot? I mean, yeah. Obviously. But I, I don't think she knows rightly what it is. Because wasn't enough of a person of faith to feel, like, shook by the notion of a deity of some sort. Or maybe it mm-hmm. was somebody with a... For all she knows, it could have been some weird technology and somebody was broadcasting into her brain. She hasn't really felt the need to question it. Okay, I have I have a thing now, a Venture Bros vibes thing that might come up if we draw three. Then, um, okay, I've I've actually ended up writing a bunch of stuff. So um, hell yeah, we can. Uh, I've got a couple um, supervillains. I've got a couple of uh, factions. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, number eight I, is incredible. Yes. Yeah, uh, the henchman labor mu- movement. That's <laughs> very funny. That's very funny. Uh, I've also got a hyper corporate um, supervillain uh, organization called Asset Re- Redistribution Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ARI. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Free Thought Collective, who are um, just hipsters. Love it. Love it. Love it dearly. Uh, who do who who do crimes. This is hilarious because Radio Free Thought uh, is something in um, Dumb Kids Playing Hero. So it's oh, very wonderful. funny. Um, All the universes. Were, are they, were they really Free Thought or were they, was that like a Yerk thing? No, Radio Free Thought was a voice against uh, the Yerks. So. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, these, no, these guys are these guys are college kids who are who think they know everything. Um, ah, yep, not familiar. Cool. Which you know, even though there are college kids who know a lot more about things than than their parents, there are also some who think they know everything. Sure. All right. They're like society is just a cage, which means that we need to break it. So I'm going to steal this TV. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, all yeah. right. But okay. does that mean we've done all the prep? Are that means that we have done play? all of the prep, and we can start off play. Um, let me talk through how that's going to work. Please. Um, what's going to happen is um, I'm going to flip the top card off of this deck. Um, and depending on the – well, let's – we'll flip the top card of the deck. Depending on the result of the card, uh, we'll kind of discuss what happens. Um, I, For the most part, whenever we flip a number card, um, we will find a place in the city in danger and the hero will have to do some hero shit. Mm-hmm. When we draw a face card – 
um that will rep that represents like an interaction with a notable person in the city and a notable person in the hero's life there are some special rules for that that we'll talk through as we as we draw them and when we flip um eventually when in theory we flip the joker because obviously we're going to flip it genuinely and not do any radio magic to just draw it at at an appropriately dramatic moment for you listener for the sake of you listener who we we value um (laughs) when we flip the joker that is when the ultimate villain becomes apparent and the gameplay shifts and we, we enter into the downfall. I'll talk through what that means. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be great. Everything's going to be good forever. Um, That's, I'm convinced. I don't know about you listeners, but yeah, nah. nothing to wor- <laughs> there's nothing to worry about. It's going to be fine. Um, all right, then I'm going to flip this first card. Our first card is the Seven of Hearts. So when you draw a number card, you arrive somewhere in imminent danger. Here, the hero comes face to face with something that threatens the city, whether physically, emotionally, or anywhere in between. When we arrive here, we perform the following. Um, I will look at the suit of the card and describe the scene to the hero. This place is in danger, but it's not always in danger. This is a this is just a place, and there are people here going about their lives. Um, once I've kind of set that scene. Kind of at any point while I'm, like, setting the scene, Zach, you're going to look at the number of that card, and you're going mm-hmm. to describe the threat that descends upon this location and puts the people in this place in danger. Um, once we have both both done those things, uh, Zach, you're going to roll a number of dice, look at the high result, and then tell the hero how, like, tell the hero to describe how well they save the day and who they save or fail to save accordingly. Make sense, everybody? Okay. I think so, yeah. All right. Um, so this is this is Hearts, um, and we have assigned Hearts to the neighborhood of – this is the vibe. This is um, – what do I want to put in the vibe immediately? This is a converted – this is a street that has been converted into a – like repurposed into a city park. Mm. This is – um like a repurposing effort to make um, the vibe in particular a more walkable neighborhood. So they've reclaimed some of these, um, some of these like commercial streets and re, you know, they've put up the big potted plants and kind of repurposed them into walking parks. So there are, there are, there are benches. There is um, some level of like um, kiosk, uh cafes so like the standing sort of uh counter service cafes um one of them it it it's a lot of i'm not gonna lie to you a lot of the a lot of the cafes in this park are not great it's a lot of um hipster cafe spots so like if you want to get a 14 dollar smoothie you can hit one of these cafes there is a hero cart on the corner that will give you the best falafel in the city, but it is consistently the least frequented spot in the park. But the but the the people that know the people that the people that that are, that are serious uh, that know the tricks and have been around the block a few times, they will hit that hero cart. They will uh, you know chat with Abed, the the owner of the cart. They will tip him generously. Um, and he is one of the friendliest people in the neighborhood. You know, he, uh, he has been here for years. 
Uh, and the gyro, delicious. Falafel, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You have no idea how good this falafel is. Um, but, like, it is just, like, a nice, frequented space. Um, it, uh, you know, it is surrounded by some, some galleries and some, you know, kitsch shops. But, like, that is kind of where we find ourselves is in this sort of repurposed, this is Galloway Square Park. Galloway Square Park. Okay, so we did, it's the seven of hearts. Yes. And seven on the list is the Free Thought Collective. That feels good. That feels good. <laughs> it good feels job. very good. I'm wondering if this is the their, the the locus of their power or if they're like... Um. Oh boy! <laughs> a thought immediately pops into my head. Oh, please let me. I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate what I'm going to do here. But if you've got an idea, well, I'd love to hear it. You, you just not not like what they're going to do here, but like uh, a phrasing and like from what we've described about the Free Thought Collective, describing mm-hmm. something as the locus of their power, and it's just the park that they <laughs> that they like hang around at is very mm-hmm. funny to me you know what i mean like it's like mm-hmm. this is the locus of the power of the three of the free thought collective but it's just sort of the park that's nearest to their uh various studio apartments so they just mm-hmm. kind of hang out here in in costume and periodically do super villain shit it, yeah, yeah no, it's absolutely. a vibe like like hanging out at like um a, was it a pergola I just like we booked this for our meeting. Yeah, this is. <laughs> As you said, a pergola. What is that? I think I think I'm using that word right. It's like one of those little bandstand things. Oh yeah, okay. I'd never heard that name for that before, but I know seeing it. It might be a. It might be an English thing. Um. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, An arch structure in a cardinal park consisting of a framework with climbing or trailing plants. Okay, so yeah, so there, so yes, there's one of those that's in in like a corner, um, and I think that the leader, uh, the the leader of the Free Thought Collective, which you would think, oh, this is a you know this is a collective, they they wouldn't have a leader, they have a leader. Um, uh, they don't think that that's weird. Um, he's their he is their um, he's their guru. Oh my he's god! Their, he he's their their yogi, their shaman. His name is Asher Nightingale, and he is a he is a political science major. Of course, he is. Um, he is tall and thin with a um, with like a a he's one of those one of those thin tall white guys with a very big beard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like the the kind of perfectly like thrown back like long hair. Um, we're slightly past the era of the undercut, but so his is kind of grown out. Um, he does have thick horn rimmed glasses. Um, and he is um. I think they're holding an event to rid people of their. Of the of the shackles of society, mm-hmm. which is just like, listen, you don't need these things. They'll just bring 
corrosion to your heart. So you should give me your credit card. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll destroy them. Go uh, cancel them tomorrow. (laughs) And they're just doing credit card fraud. (laughs) Fucking hell. (gasps) There's a couple of them with MacBooks who like are taking credit cards. And it's like, it's okay. You can, this is how this is all fake. You can tell your bank that it was stolen. And they will they won't charge you for the things we're about to use it for. And but we're going to use it to to to, to fund the movement. Um and someone takes like so it's like somebody gives them a credit card and then one of them just goes over to the fourteen dollar latte cafe and just gets coffee for everybody. <laughs> Matcha lattes. Matcha lattes, yes. Um did you know that chai actually means tea? Mm-mm. I summered in India, and I learned that. Um, Why are you so good at playing these kinds of horrible people? I I want to. I'm gonna. I would love to if I can throw out a note to to escalate this into a potential nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what I'm. I'm trying to like figure out how they could how this can become. This is bad, obviously, because they're just being like. They're just being shitty. Shitheads, but like, how can this be super villainy? I think, well, I think what is about to happen, I think what I want to propose is, uh, is, I think that the city is acting in response to this in the sense that, like, a group of, I'm trying to decide, I think it is, like, I want somebody to come with baseball bats that are about to, like, cause a, cause a brawl uh, to erupt with the Free Thought Collective and I think it is, um, it is representatives of what do I? What's a what's a fun what's a fun union industry in Ackerman City? What's a fun? Um, it's it's um, it's dock workers local uh one nine three eight. Mm-hmm. They are they are from they are here from the docks. They, this a similar thing happened a couple weeks ago, and like, fraud was put on their cards. And mm-hmm. so, like a car full of angry dock workers are pulling up with baseball bats, and this is about and like this is moments away from being a a, a brawl in the park. So that Dockers uh. Union local one nine three eight. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, fantastic. Asher sees them coming, goes, oh, shit, um, and climbs <laughs> on top of the pergola to continue his sermon um, just because they can't swing their, hit him with a bat from there. Um, he's like, oh, yes, I need to tell the whole world and look at these, these people. Listen, I understand that your your jaws are sore from cycling at the teeth of how capital. About you, how about you fly your little wings down here and we have a conversation, huh? Huh? I don't... See, the problem is you're not going to be conversing in good faith, and I just think it's better for me, uh, my soul, my chi, I, I, for me to, to I'm gonna, cut, cut... I'm going to be talking in all good faith. My baseball bat might not, but I'm, I'm approaching this in good faith. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thinkers, I think these people, we need to cut toxic people out of our lives. Um, let's start with them. Uh, a couple of, pe- of the Free Thought Collective people pull out knives. 
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!